Welcome to another episode of Assembling Titans. This is the recap show um, post game versus the Chargers. The Tennessee Titans came up with a huge victory in Nashville, 23 to 20 in a nail biter, in a barn burner, photo finish and a goal line stand. I mean, um, you know, Kevin Byers said that it's probably one of the best Titans games in history. And if you look back, it certainly it certainly makes the top 20. Um, it was it was uh, a back and forth game. It was a must win game. Um, and the Tennessee Titans, you know, pulled it off. Um, they they're certainly deserving of some kudos and credit, you know, regardless of the record. That offense is a tough out, uh, you know, every week um, that Chargers defense is something that is you know, uh, developing, not quite there yet, but, you know, overall, um, you know, Tennessee Titans, you know, giving credit to them offensively moved, um, pretty much how we thought they would move with Ryan Tannehill at quarterback, at least us here at Barnes university and assembling Titans and the defense, you know, you know, did what they do. They don't, you know, let opponents score 20 points. You know, um, they haven't allowed an opponent to score 20 points all season. So if you're an offense, if you know that you can score at least 21 points, you have a good chance uh, of winning the game with that defense. And that's really what what happened. Um, Offensively, Ryan Tannehill came into the game. Um, He was decisive, delivered the football um, accurately, great ball placement, allowed receivers to catch the ball and and on the move without breaking stride. So, um, you know, that that type of accuracy and that type of performance is extremely important for an offense to stay on schedule and to act and for it to actually look like an NFL offense. I mean, he let go of the football, you know, with great anticipation and uh, he was in, in command of the offense. He even changed up the cadence a lot, you know, uh, to try to get the Chargers to, um, to, you know, to draw them off sides. I mean, I thought that in, in every facet of the game, um, in terms of clock management, communicating with teammates, um, taking charge, having a presence, and then obviously throwing the football, making, um, you know, plays outside of the pocket, even running a little bit. I thought that it was an overall great game. Um, so, you know, you got everything that you wanted out of Ryan Tannehill. And that's one of the things we talked about when we watched tape um, of the Chargers and knowing the skill set of Ryan Tannehill, that he was going to have a big game. And, and he really did. I think that, you know, he was certainly um, a difference maker versus the Chargers. Um, he threw two t- touchdowns to uh, Corey Davis and one to Tajay Sharp. Corey Davis's was basically a, a, a bullet pass between two defenders in the front of the goal line. And then he threw a one on a laser in the back of the end zone to Tajay Sharp. Uh, and, you know, Tajay was wide open. But just that decisiveness to get the football out, um, the timing, the footwork is it, just, you know, what you want to see at the quarterback position. And um, it's something that the Tennessee Titans should be excited about moving forward. Just got to keep them clean. Uh, still got to work on your, your your pass communication 
and Ryan Tannehill, uh, you know, getting the football out of his hands quickly. Um, the run game got going. It was something that when we watched tape, we knew that we were going to be able to run the football, and that's something that occurred in the game. Um, knew the knew the uh, target distribution was going to be um, pretty well spread out. Jonu Smith had three catches, 64 yards. Adam Humphreys, four catches, 40 yards. Um, A.J. Brown, six catches for 64 yards. Um, and Corey Davis had 80 yards and a touchdown. So that's the kind of distribution that you wanted. Um, target share naturally occurred. Offensive line played good enough. Um, you know, and like I said before, you know, a couple minutes ago about this Chargers defense, they're not good. You know, to be completely frank, this 2019 Chargers defense as of week seven is not good. Um, I liken them to the Atlanta Falcons, who the Tennessee Titans coincidentally beat as well. So it's one of those wins where you take pride in it because of the opponent, um, because of the talent on the offensive side. Um, It's certainly a defensive win in terms of how they should feel morale wise. But in terms of like realistically, we weren't playing a a, a great defense. Um, we scored 23 points without, you know, our starting right tackle. He went out um, and, you know, Delaney Walker went out pretty early with a uh, uh, another lower extremity injury. Um, um, nothing too serious, but just monitoring it. And, uh, you know, we certainly would have scored more points with Delaney in there and we would have won by more points um, because I think I think overall we were the better football team when watching tape of the Chargers. But, you know, it's a great team win Um, defensively. I think we got after Phillip Rivers on a consistent basis. Um, Shout out to Jeffrey Simmons um, coming back from that, you know, the knee injury, you know, it being eight months. Um, I, I mean, I think that that's amazing. Um, you know, during during the pre-draft process, when I heard about the injury, it was very odd to me that it would, would occur to a, a man of his size and stature. And just, you know, usually that body type uh, and especially defensive end with that, those type of lowers, the ACL injury is very rare. Um, and this is very technical when you look at the body type when you're scouting. That injury isn't very it's not an injury that would happen often to his body type, but it's it's pretty freakish and amazing that he healed after eight months and he played so well. He's he's going to be sore after this game for sure. But um, I thought that he was disruptive um, and certainly got to the quarterback and certainly had some tackles for loss and just was a stalwart in the run game as well. Um, you know, there were some plays that, you know, um, Really, I can't really say there were no plays. I saw some plays where he was late to the getting to the football. But, I mean, that happens when you're jostling with offensive linemen and things like that. I mean, for goodness sake, it was his first game back. But just an overall good game. Just thinking of some other players that flashed to me. Um, in, in certain stints, Wesley Woodyard, uh, Woodyard flashed early. Um, he did have the touchdown. I thought that, that was I think that was his responsibility on the running back. Um, but that was just to me, that's more of a play calling thing. You got to put your uh, players in a better position than that. Um, the best receiving running back versus um, uh, an aging veteran, a, a, a very good aging veteran. But, you know, we got to 
I thought what they were doing as far as having a heavy zone scheme during that four-minute drill that the Charger was on, I thought that was better than that call there. Um, I know the flow of the game, it kind of it kind of leads you to, to kind of change the play call there, but I thought playing zone there was a lot safer than, you know, putting your linebacker versus the best receiving back in football right now. So, But other than that, I really feel like everybody played well. Um, Logan Ryan had some early great plays. Kevin Byard was Kevin Byard. Um, Harold Landry got after it. Casey um, recovered the fumble in the end zone um, on the last play of the game, basically, uh, for the defense. And, um, you know, having Wake back was critical. Probably a lot of what he did won't show up in the stat sheet, but causing pressure, just being a present out there, presence out there, um, Chargers offensive line wasn't anything special, but it's like, you know, winning in the NFL is difficult and the Tennessee Titans went out there and found a way to win. And, you know, they certainly deserve, you know, kudos because it was a, a difficult game and there's, there's always going to be injuries. There's always going to be, you know, depth issues or somewhere, somewhere, and they just took advantage of it and, and they, and they got themselves a win. So I can't wait to get to the Buccaneers tape. Um, you know, we're, we're moving on as a a Barnes University, assembling Titans. We're moving on to, you know, we're moving on to 2020 prospects, but I'm still going to watch tape of the Buccaneers and possibly share here and there on other platforms. Um, you know, how I feel maybe in a different way. Um, but we're not doing the videos anymore. We're not doing pregame podcast. Um, you know, we're, we're really just trying to move on to 2020 prospects and trying to get a head start there. Uh, but overall, I mean, this game um, was was really exactly panned out how we did on the video. If you guys really watched Assembling Titans and those who really enjoyed it, I appreciate you guys for subscribing and watching. It really panned out exactly how we thought. We knew the offense was going to move the ball. We knew that the Chargers was going to be able to move the ball. We knew that the Titans was going to win. We knew that it was going to be a three-point victory. Um, you know, we knew that the, you know, the target share and the yardage, um, you know, assortment was going to be well distributed. And that's what kind of game it was. We knew Derrick Henry was going to be able to run the football. Um, you know, only thing we're really hoping for is, you know, or waiting for is Deion Lewis to get in on the running game a little bit to spell Derrick Henry. Um, but other than that, you know, the game happened exactly how we thought it was going to happen. Um, and um, and it's funny that, you know, after this game, once you think about it, you know, you think that the Chargers at some point, and I'm just thinking because the Chargers never really got to fourth down. Um, but they did, I believe, get down to seven seconds. So that's a critical decision because nobody, including myself, this is a truly a after the uh, fact or after the thought or after the, uh, you know, after the situation um, thought is, you know, do you just kick a field goal there to go to overtime? You know, I'm sure Anthony Lynn wasn't thinking about it. I'm sure nobody in the stadium was with seven seconds and it's on like the one inch line. Just kick a field goal so we can get to overtime. You know, or I'm, I'm exaggerating. Maybe it was a yard to go. So kick a field goal, go to overtime. It will be three seconds left after the kick 
or four seconds left after the kick and just live to, to you know, the fight another down. But at two and four, you know, they'd be, you know, second guessing that if they went on to lose. But then you'd be a genius if you went on to win. But it's just so many things. But it kind of that's why I love games like this, because you learn so much. You know, if you get if the Titans get put in the same situation later on or in the season, it's something to think about. You know, you don't have any timeouts and you're at the one yard line, seven seconds left. I mean, do you kick it to go to overtime instead of the possibility of not making it? So, um, you know, it's a tough spot. Um, Overall, I think that, you know, the Chargers will be able to, you know, once that offensive line gets healthier, always be a tough out you know just how I thought about it just how I thought about the Denver Broncos with the talent that they have you know even though it didn't show the most recent game that they had I think that's another team that you know they have good they good they have good pieces at least some might not be there after this trade deadline according to rumors but I just thought that this is an overall great game um you know one of the things about this Tennessee Titans team is, like I said before, if they can just score 20, 21 points, they pretty much have a win. And it's something that you have to think about, you know, moving forward. um, If we can add an element, another element to our offense, um, whether that be another piece or it be another wrinkle, you know, we haven't ran the Wildcat in quite some time um, and we haven't had Delaney Walker. Maybe that's what I'm thinking that maybe that's what I'm feeling. I think John Smith, to me, in my opinion, even though it was only three catches, 64 yards, I believe. I think that's his best game because to me, all his yards came from his effort and showing a unique skill set. Um, you know, I've been critical of John Smith being basically a product of schemes most of his highlights most most of his bigger plays have become have come from the scheming of a play right time right place but this was the type of game where John Smith used his athletic ability um his 50-50 catch ability to go up and make spectacular plays his Yards after catchability, breaking tackles. I thought that he kind of, this is certainly, to me, the best game of John o. Smith's career. And he certainly deserves a shout-out for that. Um, and then in close, just a little bit of controversy, which I'm probably going to talk about again. We're going to talk. We're still going to talk about different topics, such as the trade deadline coming up. But with Mitchell Trubisky having a bad game, you know, and Andy Dalton having a bad game. And we mentioned this on the last podcast when, you know, someone there were a lot of talks about the Titans not having valuable players to even trade away. If the Tennessee Titans feel comfortable with adding another veteran, you know, adding somebody off the street these last couple weeks, and somebody comes calling about Marcus Mariota and they're offering first rounders, you have to do that, you know, because you've made your move, you've made your choice with Ryan Tannehill, but if the Bears come calling with the first rounder, if the Bengals come calling with the first rounder, 
you know, that that's an opportunity to certainly make a move and gain some draft capital, which the Tennessee Titans are in desperate need of because their past few drafts, they haven't been able to accumulate this homegrown talent, this cheap talent um, that helps build teams, um, you know, Draft capital is the foundation of roster building. There's no question about it. So that's something that you can be the Titans certainly can be thinking about because they're going to get calls for sure. And you got to think about Chicago, you know, um, Marcus's college head coach, you know, is the offensive coordinator there or quarterback coach there. I can't remember which one. I believe OC. He's the OC there. So at Oregon, you know, they those guys had a connection. So that's a situation that could, uh, you know, unfold as we get closer to that, you know, trade deadline. So, you know, I'm not going to continue to talk. It, I've obviously, you know, um, went on and on about this game and other things and other topics. But like I said, great Titans win. Um, they're three and four. Um, nine games remain. As for assembling Titans, we're going to move towards the 2020 prospects. I really need to hop on the quarterbacks and the offensive line, defensive line, the guys in the trenches. Um, That's where it all starts. So, guys, thanks for tuning in. Uh, Continue to support. Um, I'm going to keep on working. And uh, thanks for everything, guys. All right, tighten up.